Catching on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, and right here on 9, 10 a.m. on the Superstation, WFDF here in Detroit. Welcome to the African History Network show. It's Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, and we are live. All right, so uh, on today's show, we'll talk about uh, day number three in the McMichael Bryan trial, uh, McMichael Bryan murder trial, uh, the trial of the three white men um who um are, are on trial for killing Ahmad Arbery. So there was some uh very interesting developments that took place uh in trial today. One of them has to do with the fact that uh we found out that uh Greg McMichael, the father, we found out that um uh, test that statements that he gave to the police who arrived on the scene were different than statements that he gave uh, the next day when he went to police headquarters to give statements. There was a difference. Uh, there were differences in statements that he gave, uh, but also more evidence came out today that Ahmad Arbery had not stolen anything and they did not have any evidence that he stole anything. Okay. So more evidence came out dealing with that uh, in today's trial as well. So we're going to uh, talk some about day three, uh, day three's um, testimony. And then we'll continue talking about the $1.2 trillion um, infrastructure bill. Biden's infrastructure bill, uh, we talked about it on yesterday's show. We know it passed late Friday night, uh, Friday, November 5th. It passed late Friday night. Um, it's going to be signed in the law very in the next few days or so. And we were dealing with what's in the bill, but also how it impacts the African-American community. Now, there was a uh, yesterday at the uh, two two important things. One, Mark Morial, uh, president of the National Urban League, was on uh, the Black News Channel uh, yesterday on uh, Monday, November eighth, breaking down how the uh, infrastructure bill positively impacts the African American community. And he talked about the Justice 40 initiative that aims to deliver 40% of the overall benefits of federal investments in climate and sustainable transportation to disadvantaged communities. But also, uh, you know, the, the infrastructure bill also deals with um, addressing historic discrimination, historic racism when it comes to infrastructure and the building of highways and how they ran through African-American communities. Now, you know, we've talked about this uh, a lot on this show. Okay, we've we, we talked about that a lot on this show. Um, there was uh, Secretary uh, of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, was um, at the White House Daily Briefing on Monday. And he dealt with this and he dealt with uh, historic discrimination, historic racism, when it comes to infrastructure and the building of highways. Uh, I'm going to share that excerpt with you. We're going to talk about that some because he's getting backlash 
from conservative media that is trying to discredit what he's saying. He told the truth. We dealt with that before. We, we talked about that before. He told the truth, but you have a lot of people that don't want to deal with that history. So how do you correct the history if you don't want to deal with it and don't want to acknowledge that it happened? How do, how do you how do you correct the history if you don't want to deal with it and don't want to acknowledge that it happened? Uh, so we'll discuss that also. There's a um, he's getting backlash from Fox News, from uh, idiotic Ted Cruz. Uh, he's getting backlash from a number of different uh, sources. There's a good article from um, MSNBC that talks about uh, the highway history that Republicans really ought to know the highway, the highway history that Republicans really ought to know. Now, this is something that should be taught in schools. Okay. This is something that should be taught when, when we teach American history in schools. We also have to deal with how these policies discriminated against uh, African-Americans and how racism is a system of advantage and privilege distributed based upon race that comes out of the ideology of European white supremacy. Okay. Uh, the highway history that Republicans really ought to know. Now, one of the things that uh, Secretary Buttigieg uh, talked about, and, and you know, we, we've dealt with the, uh, there was the article uh, from NBC News called Bulldozed and Dissected. Bulldozed and Dissected, which goes deep into uh, this this history of how the uh, U.S. Interstate Highway Acts in 1952 and 1956 drove 41,000 miles of interstate highway all across the country, and it ran through um, African-American communities. But if we look quickly here, and we're coming up on a break, we look quickly here at this piece from um, MSNBC. It's called the it's called the highway history that Republicans really ought to know. And one of the things that uh, this article talks about is it quotes Secretary Buttigieg from uh, the White House Daily Briefing on Monday, November 8th. And he said, quote, and I want to blow this up. I want people to watch it. I want people to see this. He said, uh, quote, I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing a white and black neighborhood, if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing a black and a, a, a white and black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach or that would have been in New York was designed too low for it to uh, design too low for it to pass by that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Okay. Now he went on to say, I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that simple reality and I think we have everything to gain 
by acknowledge, acknowledging it and then dealing with it. Okay. Now the people that have something to lose are the people who benefit from the maldistribution of Wolf Palm resources in the first way, in the first place, and don't want people to understand how all this happened. Okay. And don't want to give it up and turn it loose. Like Envo said, one of them is a, 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 a spineless Ted Cruz, spineless Senator Ted Cruz pride himself away from big bird complaints because big bird got took the COVID-19 vaccine um, big bird complaints to mock Buttigieg's assessment. Uh, punk ass Ted Cruz said, quote, the roads are racist End quote. The Texan wrote sarcastically on Twitter. He said, we must get rid of roads. No, we must get rid of ignorant, uh, ignorant senators like yourself, Ted Cruz. We'll deal with this on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation of Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Kwanzaa is coming, and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African American flag, and a basket. Visit the Kwanzaashop.com, the Kwanzaashop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit the Kwanzaashop.com and place your order today. TheKwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. TheKwanzaaShop.com Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now. Hotel and African History Network show we do with current events of history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Unfortunately, many people confuse what racism is. Racism is a power structure. It was laws and policies that put us in this predicament. It's going to be laws and policies that take it out. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you control the compass of his or her actions because the mind can't do a teacher that doesn't know. We have it all for 9 a.m. Superstation. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation of Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, and we are live. Calling numbers 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is the call-in number if you have a question or comment. All right, now on the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct your own behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself 
what you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. All right, I want to jump into uh, day three here, dealing with the McMichael Bryan trial of the um, three white men that um, are on trial for killing Ahmaud Arbery. Okay, so if we, first of all, I want to look at this piece here from uh, ABC News. Uh, we're going to go to clip uh, one here in just a second, Shakita. We're going to clip one from the Black News Channel. Um, ABC News has a, a good piece here. Uh, testimony Ahmad Arbery uh, slaying defendant changed his story. Defendant changed his story. And this deals with uh, Greg McMichael. Um, this deals with Greg McMichael, the father. And let's pull this up. And there's a discrepancy in what he told police who arrived on the scene the day of uh, February 23rd, 2020, when uh, Ma Berry was killed. And what he what he said the next day when he went to the police station. OK, uh, the Glen County uh, Police Station, the police station headquarters. Let's look at this here. All right. Just a second here. Okay. Let me close some of this out. All right. So uh, the man who initiated the case that ended up in Ahmaud Arbery's death quickly changed his story about why he suspected Ahmaud Arbery uh running in his neighborhood was a criminal. Why he suspected that Ahmad Arbery, 25 years old, African-American male, running through uh, Greg McMichael's neighborhood, why he suspected that Ahmad Arbery was a criminal, two police officers testified on Tuesday in court November 9th. Now, Glenn County uh, police officer Jeff Brander, uh, uh, Brandberry told a jury Greg McMichael, one of three white men on trial for murder in this case, at first told him that Ahmad Arbery had been recorded by security cameras, quote, breaking in all these houses out here, end quote, breaking in all these houses out here, end quote. This is what uh, Glenn County Police Officer Jeff Brandberry, Brandberry testified to today, that Greg McMichael told him when Officer Brandberry arrived on the scene, February 23rd, 2020. Quote, well, he makes frequent trips to the neighborhood and gets caught on video cameras every third or fourth night breaking into places and no one's been able to catch him. Breaking into places. Okay, this is very important. This is what he told the officer on the scene. Greg McMichael, the father, told Officer Brandberry, who read in open court from a transcript of the conversation recorded by his body camera. Okay, the body camera video of the officers on the scene, their conversations with the McMichaels and William Roddy Bryan are critical in this case. 
uh, I, I would say uh, this is probably the second most important thing behind the video that William Bryan shot himself of, of them uh, chasing Ahmad and Ahmad being killed. Now, the, the officer, Officer Brandberry, said he spoke to Michael at the scene of the shooting with Ahmad Arbery's body lying under a sheet in the in uh, in the road nearby as police first responded on February 23rd. Now, Greg met Michael's account shifted when he spoke with a Glenn County detective at police headquarters late the same day. Okay, late the same day. Uh, February 23rd also, late the same day. Greg McMichael's account shifted when he spoke with a Glenn County detective at police headquarters late the same day. Whereas he first blamed, blamed the, uh, Ahmaud Arbery for break-ins at multiple houses Greg McMichael told Detective Parker Marcy, who also testified today, that Ahmad Arbery had targeted a single home, one that was still under construction with no doors or windows, with no doors or windows. This is the, this is the house uh, in the Satilla Shores subdivision outside of uh, the port city of Brunswick, Georgia, that house has had no doors or windows for over a year. If you go back to uh, opening statements on Friday, November 5th, the uh, uh, defense said that Ahmaud Arbery was seen in the house plundering around. And they said, they, they said he broke into the house. There were no doors and no windows. So how are you going to break into the house? You just walk. He just walked in just like everybody else that's recorded on video, walking in and looking around. So McMichael's changed his story. Greg McMichael, the father, changed his story from what he told officers initially on the scene that, quote, and they, they, they read from the transcript of the body camera footage. OK, he said, um. At first, he told him. At first, he told Officer Jeff Brandon uh, Brandberry that Ahmad Arbery had been recorded by security cameras breaking in all these houses out here. End quote. But then, when he gets to the police station, okay, he tells Officer uh, he tells Detective Parker Marker, uh, uh, Parker Marcy that Ahmad Ahmad Arbery had targeted a single home one that was still under construction and one that had no doors or and no windows. Now, Detective uh, Parker Marcy testified that Greg, Gregory McMichael told him he had seen, quote, two or three videos, end quote, that showed, quote, this guy breaking into or being or wandering around into this house, end quote. Which video showed him breaking into a house? Which video was that? Which house was it? Where? 
Greg McMichael, his adult son, Travis McMichael, and neighbor William Riley Bryan are charged with murder and other crimes in the death of Ahmaud Arbery. Glen, Glen County police never arrested them. Instead, charges came more than two months, uh, uh, two months later when cell phone video of the shooting leaked online and the Georgia Bureau of Investigation took over the case. Now, uh, let's see here. I'm going to go. Okay. Prosecutors uh, say the men had no legal uh, reason to pursue Ahmaud Arbery with guns as there's no evidence Arbery committed any crimes in the Satilla Shore subdivision outside the port city of Brunswick, Georgia. Now, prosecutor uh, Lisa Dunikowski, lead prosecutor, showed the jury a security, video, a security camera video from inside the house under construction recorded just before the deadly chase. Mod Arbery can be seen wandering through the open framed interior, but doesn't seem to touch anything. He ran after neighbor outside called the police. Prosecutor Dunikowski said, do you see him take anything or steal anything from the location? She asked Detective Parker Marcy. Detective Parker Marcy responded, no ma'am. Now defense attorneys say the defendants had reason to suspect Ahmaud Arbery was a burglar. Franklin Hogg, Greg Michael's attorney, noted that in the same interview in which his client told uh, the detective that Ahmaud Arbery entering the house, uh, about Ahmaud Arbery entering the house under construction, he also said there had been, quote, numerous numerous autos and break-ins, end quote, elsewhere in the neighborhood. But what evidence do you have that it was him? What evidence does that, do you have that it was him? Did you suspect any of the numerous people that were on camera going into the house on Satilla Shores and looking around? Did you suspect any of them? Did you chase any of them down? Quote, logic tells you this guy may be the one that's doing it, Greg McMichael said, according to the transcript. Okay, now Greg McMichael said, uh, the chase began when he saw the mob Arbery, quote unquote, hauling ass as uh, past his home on Sunday afternoon, saying he recognized the mob Arbery from security camera videos shown to him by a neighbor who wasn't charging the case. He ran inside and grabbed his 357 Magnum Henga. I, I would like to know, okay, which direction was he running to? Was he running towards you? And he was running fast. He was hauling ass. He was running so fast, but you could still see his face clearly. And you can see that's the same guy that you saw in black and white security camera footage. That's the, that's, that, that's how, that's what you're trying to tell us. Okay. He was running so fast, but you recognized him in the glimpse of an eye and said, that's the same guy I saw in, in black and white security camera footage. We'll deal with this on the other side of the break list to the African History Network show. Right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Kwanzaa is coming and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African-American flag, and a basket. Visit the KwanzaaShop.com, the KwanzaaShop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, 
candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit thekwanzashop.com and place your order today. Thekwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thekwanzashop.com Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower yourself. Start your free trial today. The Superstation, the choice only African American talk radio. Welcome to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Monhotep. It is Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. We are live. Call in number 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is a call in number if you have a question or comment. So right before the break, we're dealing with day three in the Michael Bryan murder trial. Uh, they're on trial for uh, killing Ahmaud Arbery. And we see that uh, Greg McMichael, the father, changed his statements from what he told police that arrived on the scene February 23rd, 2020. He changed his statements to what uh, there was a discrepancy in what he told the police on the scene, what he told uh, Detective uh, Marcy Parker of uh, the Glen County Police Department when he uh, gave uh, statements later that day at police headquarters. Now, I want to go back to this here, and we're going to go to uh, the clip from the Black News Channel here in just a minute. Um, okay, so we have uh, Greg Michael here, and he said that he suspected... Ahmad Aubrey may have stolen. Also, okay, very important. Uh, Travis McMichael, the son, uh, armed himself with a shotgun before they went after Ahmad Aubrey in the pickup truck. The father, the father grabs his three fifty seven Magnum, and the son grabs a shotgun. The son had a handgun that was stolen some weeks prior and they thought that Ahmad may have been the one that stole the now William Bryan joined the chase in his own pickup truck and recorded the video okay uh, defense attorneys say Travis McMichael opened fire in self-defense uh, officer Brandberry testified that Greg McMichael told him at the scene Officer Brand, uh, Brandberry testified that Greg McMichael told him at the scene, quote, he attacked my son. He came at him. He tried to, to get the damn shotgun away, end quote. All right. Now, um, Detective Parker Marcy of the Glen County Police, uh, Glen County Police, 
testified that Greg McMichael said he armed himself because he suspected Ahmad Arbery had stolen a handgun from his son's truck several weeks earlier. Greg McMichael, the father, former police officer, said he armed himself because he suspected Ahmad Arbery had stolen a handgun from his son's Travis McMichael's truck several weeks earlier, though Greg McMichael acknowledged he had no proof that Ahmad Arbery stole Travis McMichael's gun, handgun, from his truck several weeks earlier. So what made you think he was the one that stole the gun? Several weeks earlier. What made you think he was the one who stole the gun? Mother was I want to go to with this uh, former police officer. I want to go to this. He could have done this more from to help her. The Black News Channel. This is from the Black News Channel. Um, from uh, Yodita Wold, uh, making the case. Okay, and this is from uh, Tuesday, November 9th. She's talking with. Uh, veteran prosecutor Paul Henderson about day three of the trial. Let's go to this clip, Shakita. Day three of testimony wrapped in the murder trial of Gregory McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Bryan, three white men charged with killing Ahmaud Arbery. So far, we've heard from several current and former Glynn County police officers who were among the first to arrive at the scene of the shooting. Today, attorneys focused on what Gregory McMichael had to say moments after the shooting. DNC Stray Clark is outside the courthouse in Brunswick, Georgia, with the latest. Prosecutors say Ahmad Arbery was killed because of three white men believing that a young black man running through their neighborhood must have been running because he committed a crime. And today in court, we learned those three men had never seen Ahmad Arbery steal anything. Ahmad Arbery was casually jogging on a sunny afternoon until he crossed paths with Gregory McMichael. McMichael said he recognized Arbery as a neighborhood burglary suspect. So he and his son, Travis, grabbed their guns, hopped inside a pickup truck, and chased Arbery. Detective Parker Marcy interviewed McMichael. He was asked to read from his notes. Uh, I'm him. Uh, he says, well, I'm thinking he's... He's either done something to somebody, something to somebody's chasing him, or you know he. I thought, well, maybe somebody drove up and found him in their house. McMichael said Arbery had been seen on security video multiple times walking around the neighborhood house under construction, but McMichael told Marcy the guy seen on video had never stolen anything from inside the house. Still, McMichael believed Arbery might be armed and dangerous, and he was going to make a citizen's arrest. Did he indicate at this time what he thought the guy should be arrested for? No, ma'am. McMichael said he yelled at Arbery to stop, but he kept running. The McMichaels were in one truck, and their neighbor, William Bryan, was in his vehicle chasing Arbery and recording it. They didn't stop until they had Arbery cornered. Again, Detective Marcy reading from his report. The guy was cornered. 
is cornered like a like a like a rat. Cell phone video shows Arbery trying to desperately get away, but Travis McMichael shoots him with a 12 gauge shotgun. As Arbery was on the ground dying, Gregor McMichael said he moved one of Arbery's arms to make sure he didn't have a gun. Jeff Brandenberry was one of the first officers on the scene. He recalled what McMichael told him about the shooting. To be perfectly honest with you, if I could have got a shot at the guy, I'd have shot him myself because he was he was that violently. And then we're in a Prosecutors say Ahmad Arbery wasn't a wanted man. He never stole anything. He was a victim, they say, of three overzealous white men who assumed a black man running must be a criminal. Inside the courtroom today, Judge Timothy Wamsley admonished one of the defense attorneys, Jason Sheffield, saying to Sheffield, you need to reconsider how you're conducting yourself in this courtroom. He said to Sheffield, I don't care if you like me or not or my decisions, but you will respect the court. Judge Wamsley was so frustrated, he had to call for a recess. Meanwhile, Reverend Al Sharpton will be here in Brunswick, Georgia tomorrow for a prayer vigil. He'll be meeting with Ahmad Arbery's family, and then they will pray together on the courthouse steps. In Brunswick, Georgia, I'm Joy Clark for Making the Case. Now it's time to bring in my legal panel of experts to weigh in on the evidence uh, the prosecution presented today. From San Francisco, veteran prosecutor and BNC's legal contributor, Paul Henderson, and in Houston, criminal defense attorney, Adante Pointer. Glad to have you both. Let's get started with the first prosecution witness called to the stand this morning. Take a listen to the prosecution's direct examination of Officer Jeff Brandenberry, one of the officers who initially interviewed Gregory McMichael at the scene. Did Gregory Michael ever indicate to you at that time that he thought Ahmaud Arbery, the guy, had committed a crime that day? No, ma'am. So he didn't say the guy committed the crime of this? No, ma'am. And when he said to you that numerous occasions the guy had broken into a house over there that got him on video, what house was Gregory Michael talking about? The house down the road that was under construction. Okay, so he's not talking about his home at 2.30 until drive. Mm -hmm. All right. While speaking with you, did Greg and Michael ever use the word burglary? Mm -hmm. Did he ever use the word trespass? Mm -hmm. Did he ever tell you while you're talking to him that he was attempting to make a citizen arrest? All right, we're coming up on the break. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. And then we'll also talk about the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that just passed Biden's infrastructure bill and how it will help the African-American community. Uh, you listen to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation and Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Kwanzaa is coming and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African-American flag, and a basket. Visit thekwanzashop.com, thekwanzashop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. 
Visit thequanzashop.com and place your order today. Thequanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thequanzashop.com. Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV, the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30-plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is uh, Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, and we are live. So right before the break, we were dealing with day three. Right before the break, uh, we were dealing with day three of the uh, Michael Bryan uh, murder trial in the... uh, murder of Ahmaud Arbery and uh, we were listening we I was sharing a clip from um, making the case with Yodit Kowalde uh, there was some audio distortion while I was uh, talking towards the end there so just very quickly here if you go back to the piece from um, ABC News I was saying that uh, Greg met Michael, the father, said he armed himself because he suspected Ahmaud Arbery had stolen a handgun from his son's truck several weeks earlier. The, uh, Travis met Michael, his son, though he acknowledged he had no proof that Ahmaud Arbery was the one who stole the gun weeks earlier. Okay. Um, and we were sharing that clip. So the the their defense dealing with citizens arrest and they suspected the mod of of theft it break breaking and entering breaking into a house is under construction that had no doors and no windows and he and they they said he broke in it has no doors and no windows he walked in like everybody else walked in so the defense is really falling apart um okay so we run out of time here uh we're gonna go to clip two um shakita so i want to deal with uh we'll talk some more about the infrastructure bill 1.2 trillion dollar um infrastructure bill now uh pete Buttigieg, secretary of uh secretary of transportation was at a the white house daily briefing on Monday, and he talked about the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and addressing racism and how um, the African-American community has been harmed by interstate highways and, and how it's been harmed by infrastructure in the past, especially highways, and how the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill is going to address systemic racism when it comes to infrastructure and april ryan 
of the griot asked him the que- asked him uh, a question. Let's go to this clip. Let's go to clip two, Shakita.
and it has a statement here dealing with systemic racism. Uh, and then it, it goes on to say that, uh, uh, okay, it talks about Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, the problem, um, Senator Ted Cruz had uh, um, negative comments to say. He said something idiotic in between attacking Big Bird for getting the COVID vaccine. Uh, the roads are racist, uh, Senator Ted Cruz tweeted. We must get rid of the roads. No, we need to get rid of idiotic uh, senators like yourself. Now, um, Pete Buttigieg uh, talked to the Washington Post and explained on Monday, November 8th. He said, quote, the secretary was referring to a story from Robert Caro's uh, The Power Broker, a book that is generally recognized as one of the premier examples of journalism in modern American history. Uh, it centers on Robert Moses, Robert Moses, a mid-century New York City official who set out to reshape how the city's residents moved, who set out to reshape how the city's residents moved, mostly successfully. In that book, uh, Robert Carroll describes one particular goal of, uh, of uh, Robert Moses, keeping poor black people from busing to Long Island's Jones Beach, keeping poor black people from busing to Long Island's Jones Beach. Okay, now Robert Moses, end quote. Now Robert Moses quite deliberately and for entire racist reasons created a system to discourage African-American and Puerto Rican kids from visiting Jones Beach, which is what Secretary Buttigieg was talking about. He's being attacked by the right wing for dealing with racism and infrastructure, but there's a deep history of racism and infrastructure. Created a system to discourage black and Puerto Rican kids from visiting Jones Beach in part by building uh, parkway bridges so low that buses could not fit below them. What's more, as the Washington Post report, uh, report uh, Washington Post report added, quote, buses needed permits to enter parks, permits that were often denied to those bling, bringing black residents to Jones Beach, end quote. Okay, to his credit, Secretary Buttigieg has spent months talking about the problem of racism built into the nation's transportation system that many Republicans don't even want to acknowledge still existed historically or still exists today. And while much of the right has pushed back, reality is on the secretary's side. Read this piece here. We'll talk about this some more uh, tomorrow's show. The highway history that Republicans really know. Uh, those watching on Facebook and YouTube, keep watching. Uh, we'll keep broadcasting for a few more minutes. Right now, it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We'll count it forever. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. All right. Stand by. Okay. Now, uh, we look quickly here at this article. We'll talk about this some more tomorrow's show. Uh, this is Senator Ted Cruz. And, he, and I have an article. I looked at articles from Fox News and New York Post. And they're attacking what Secretary Buttigieg said in attacking, addressing racism in infrastructure. And there's a deep, rich history of racism in infrastructure. Okay, if we look at this one here, 
This is from uh, Yahoo News. And this deals with uh, Ted Cruz's remarks. Buttigieg responds to Ted Cruz on racism and highway design. Buttigieg responds to Ted Cruz on racism and highway design. This is from November 9th, 2021. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg told Yahoo News that systemic racism in the design and location of highways in American cities and suburbs continues to adversely, continues to adversely affect low-income neighborhoods and communities of color. Responding to criticism from conservatives, including, including spineless Senator Ted Cruz, who deserted his state when they had the uh, infrastructure, uh, uh, the the the, uh, the uh, electrical grid failure? Okay, uh, he deserted his state. It was called at the airport. He's about to go to Cancun, lying, flying Ted Ted Cruz. Then he had to turn back around because he got busted. Responding to criticism from conservatives, including lying, flying Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas. Regarding comments he made on Monday, Secretary Buttigieg said uh, in a Tuesday interview that racism and segregation in road building are not ancient history. Racism and segregation in road building are not ancient history or a figment of liberals' imagination. As some on the right contend, because they don't want to, because they don't want to correct the problem, because they benefit from uh, resources being maldistributed. They benefit from the playing field being tilted in their direction. So they don't want to even acknowledge that the systemic racism like this exists, or still exists today. "Quote," their Secretary Buttigieg said, "There are many well-documented examples." of this happening from the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s, and 60s. And sometimes we have to be on the lookout for issues that are happening uh, in our time. Sometimes we have to be on the lookout for issues that are happening uh, in our time. He said, but for me, the issue is not in what year did somebody create this problem? The issue is that the problem affecting people today and the, the the issue is is that problem affecting people today in 2021 the issue is is that problem affecting people today in 2021 the back and forth with conservatives started monday afternoon when secretary Buttigieg said during a white house press briefing quote if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing a white and black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach, or it would have been in New York was designed too low for it to pass by, that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Okay, 
the tendency to build highways in neighborhoods with lower incomes or higher proportions of people of color, sometimes acting as de facto racial barriers is well established and it is, uh, it is one reason that pollution and illnesses such as asthma are more prevalent in those areas like inner cities where African-Americans are more likely to live, okay? This all deals with infrastructure and the construction of the highways running through African-American communities. This specific example Pete Buttigieg referred to about underpasses that were too low for buses comes from the parkways in the Long Island suburbs of New York City. The low underpass design was ordered by government official Robert Moses with the, spe with the specific intent of keeping out buses bringing low-income city residents to Jones Beach, according to, according to the book Power Broker, Robert Caro's legendary biography of Robert Moses. Some conservative pundits and politicians, including former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, who's the father of lion-ass Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's, who was Donald Trump's White House press secretary and was responsible for me cussing at the TV every day when she gave her press secretary conference. And she was lying so much that she stopped giving them every day because she was getting so much backlash from uh, uh, reporters because she was just doing so much lying. Uh, Mike Huckabee said, quote, is this guy serious? This is what happens when ignorance of facts join with only enthusiasm, Mike Huckabee tweeted. Now, I didn't know Mike Huckabee knew how to use Twitter, but okay. Um, this is what happens when you're ignorant of history. And he's a former governor uh, of Arkansas, and he's this stupid. This is why people like Ted Cruz need to be voted out of office and people like Mike Huckabee can never get back into office. Elections have consequences. Politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth, power, and resource. The writing of laws, statutes, ordinances, amendments, and treaties, their adoption, interpretation, and enforcement. This is why people like Ted Cruz have to be voted out of office. And Ted Cruz voted against the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, by the way. He voted against the bill. Mitch McConnell voted for the bill because McConnell knows you, you, you need new roads and bridges and all that stuff through raggedy ass Kentucky. He knows this. Okay. And, and, and Mitch McConnell voted against the $1.9 trillion infrastructure bill. But about four months ago, McConnell was in, in his home state of Kentucky talking to Kentuckians. And he said that $4 billion was coming to, uh, Kentucky because of the $1.9 trillion infrastructure bill, then he had to admit in the next sentence that he didn't vote for the bill. But he's talking about the benefits of the bill. Well, the only people that voted for the American Rescue Plan were Democrats in the House and the Senate. And they're the one, and Democrats were the ones who wrote the bill. McConnell voted against the bill, but he's telling his constituents money's coming to Kentucky because of the bill. I'm talking about how great, how, how, how this is going to help our Kentucky. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, we, we saw that dumbass, not, we saw that idiotic comment from Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz is attacking uh, Big Bird also. 
because Big Bird got a COVID-19 shot. Big Bird, Big, Big Bird is uh, eternally six years old, and Big Bird got a COVID-19 shot. So uh, Ted Cruz is attacking it, even though Ted Cruz got a COVID-19 shot also. Ted Cruz acts like a six-year-old. Um, but now at first glance, it appeared that Peter's critics were either ignorant of the relevant history or pretending to be ignorant of the relevant history. However, when it was pointed out to them online that Pete Buttigieg was not imagining a bizarre hypothetical, but telling a true story, some responded that it was irrelevant because the underpasses were built uh, in, in uh, 92 years ago in 1929. Yeah, but you still, you have stuff that was built in the, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Infrastructure that ran through African-American communities and was pur purposely went through our communities. Wasn't just 1929. This is the denial from a lot of conservatives. Okay. And the Negroes that love them. This is the denial because they, because which you also see um, white supremacy through ventriloquism as Dr. Michael Eric Dyson says, where you have African-American conservatives who would parrot what the, 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 they would, they would parrot the talking points that the white conservatives have constructed to deny systemic racism exists. After arriving in Glasgow, uh, Glasgow, Scotland on Tuesday for the UN Climate Change Conference, Secretary Buttigieg interviewed by Yahoo News and asked about that critique. He said, quote, if people in 2021 are suffering from a discriminatory policy funded by the federal government, then we have a responsibility to fix it. If people in 2021 are suffering from a discriminatory policy funded by the federal government, then we have a responsibility responsibility to fix it. And I remain kind of surprised that this is controversial. I don't know who it hurts to acknowledge that harm was done and to propose doing something to fix it, end quote. Now, Buttigieg was also recently attacked by conservatives like Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson, idiotic Tucker Carlson, for taking four weeks of parental leave for care for the twins. Uh, he and his husband, Chastin uh, Buttigieg, just adopted. Um, let's see here. Okay, now, I want to go to... Let's see here. I want to go to this clip. All right, you can read the rest of this here. Let me see, which one is this one here? This statement, part of what we see is. All right, read the rest of this article. Now, there was a, there was a clip here. I have to see if I can get this clip to play. This is response. Oh, this is this one right here. Role that uh, uh, yesterday uh, about uh, the role that uh, uh, large highway projects have played in 
um, enforcing uh, de facto racial segregation. Yesterday, uh, about uh, the role that uh, uh, large highway projects have played in um, enforcing uh, de facto racial segregation. And some conservatives, including uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, mocked that statement, I guess because they were completely unaware um, that the thing you were referring to regarding Robert Moses and the parkways on Long Island is, isn't that true, that they were built uh, too low for buses uh, to go under, um, uh, to keep low-income people from the inner city from going out to the beaches on Long Island. But uh, one thing that, they, that some of them did say uh, in the sort of back and forth that followed, which I thought was an interesting point, and I'd like to get your response, is they said, look, that was 100 years ago. It was 1929. You have to go that far back to come up with these examples of systemic racism that you claim are widespread in our transportation infrastructure, you know, today. And so I was wondering how you would respond to that, to, 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 to the, you know, and, and argue to them that it's something that still goes on. Well, first of all, there are many well-documented examples of this happening from the 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, 70s. And sometimes uh, we have to be on the lookout for issues that are happening in our time. But to me, the, the issue is not in what year did somebody create this problem. <laughs> the issue is, is that problem affecting people? today in 2021. If it is, if people in 2021 are uh, suffering from a discriminatory policy funded by the federal government, then we have a responsibility as a federal government to fix it. And I, I remain kind of surprised that this is controversial. I don't know who it hurts to acknowledge that harm was done and to propose that we do something to fix it. And it's especially puzzling to uh, hear the, these objections from uh, people who voted against massive funding for roads and bridges in the infrastructure bill just passed. Every nurse around the globe went through this very specific experience that tied us all together on a deeper level. The response to this idiotic criticism. Knowing my right. dad is working endless hours. That was a response to, help to this idiotic workers. criticism on the right. Okay, so check out that uh, check out that article from Yahoo News. Now uh, we've talked about. There was a big um, expose by uh, NBC News. I think it was called Bisected and Divided. It dealt with the history of, um, it dealt with a lot of history of the discrimination when it came to the uh, infrastructure and the highways. Divided and bisected one of them. Uh, let me pull this up here. Bulldoze and bisected. I should say bulldoze and bisected. So we talked about this before on the show. And this ties into a lot of history and World post-World War II history post-World War II history and the Federal Housing Administration giving 3% down on low-interest loans so white people could get houses built out in the newly formed suburbs and redlining being used uh, to lock us out of getting those uh, loans and getting those homes, okay? This is called... Um, this is called Bulldozed and Bisected. Highway construction built a legacy of inequality, bulldozed and bisected. Highway construction built a legacy of inequality. 
All right. This is from uh, NBC News. It's a huge article from June 18th, 2021. We talked about it when it came out. During the largest public works program ever attempted in the United States, black and Latino communities in cities across uh, in cities across the country met the blade of the bulldozer and the crush of the wrecking ball, making room for, for ribbons of new highway, making room for ribbons of new highway, rather through blindness or design, the mid uh, century American interstate highway program demolished highways, uh, sorry, demolished homes and bisected communities, demolished homes and bisected communities driven by the promise of prosperity, faster commutes and jobs, driven by the promise of prosperity, faster commutes and jobs. And they ran the expressways from the downtown business district out to the newly formed suburbs. So they could go from the suburbs to the downtown and not have to go uh, uh, through the inner city on the service streets, okay? They could uh, just go on the expressways, but these expressways are gonna go through and wipe out thousands of African-American owned homes and businesses. Quote, everything uh, we needed was in our neighborhood, end quote, said Barbara Lant uh, Lason Keller, 75 years old, a lifelong resident, of trim a once bustling new orleans uh uh new uh, trimmy a, a once bustling new orleans new orleans community that interstate 10 cut through in the 1960s quote the highway really destroyed that the highway really destroyed that end quote now what has changed decades after federal highway act of 1956 brought 41,000 miles of interstates, 41,000 miles of interstate highways to the country is the recognition of the harm that was done to communities left in the shade of these now aging roadways. From 1957 to 1977, from 1957, 1977, see you have, have conservatives uh, you have people like Tucker Carlson and others, conservatives, who want to say 1929. Oh, that was that was back in 1929. No, this goes through. We look at the, we can look at discrimination and in infrastructure from 1957, 1977. The program, the 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 Federal Highway Act of 1956, and there was there was one in 1952 also. 52 and 56. But from 1957 to 1977, the, um, the, the, federal, the Federal Aid Highway Act displaced 475,000 households. It displaced 475,000 households and 1 million people, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation. Now, as many of the structures reach obsolescence, the federal government and many states and cities are belatedly recognizing the harm they caused 
in our working with communities to design alternatives that repair the damage, okay? And are working with communities to design, to design alternatives that repair the damage. This is what part of the $1.2 trillion infrastructure is going to address. This is what uh, Secretary Buttigieg was talking about. Uh, but in many cases, those plans are reopening old wounds and leading to protracted debates that politicians and engineers are struggling to solve. Of more than 50 interstate highways across the country nearing the end of their lifespan, uh, nearing the end of their lifespan, S-P-A-N, NBC News examined three urban neighborhoods that show the range of proposals underway to redress the harms caused by the construction of interstates. So they go through break, uh, look at Syracuse, New York, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. Okay, so the rest of this. Um, and they talk about back in April um, 2021, Secretary Buttigieg uh, spoke with thegrio.com and said the highway system was built in ways that embedded racist principles and the $20 billion in, in Biden's uh, budget proposal contains funding to stitch some of these neighborhoods back together. All right, so read the rest of this here. Uh, uh, bulldozed, and, bulldozed and bisected. It's from NBC News. You can read uh, this other article we talked about on last night's show, yesterday's show. What's in the $1.2 trillion infrastructure uh, package? This is from Washington Post, uh, November 5th, 2021. Okay, so read the rest of this also. And it goes through and it shows, it breaks it down here. Public transit, it breaks down the different sections and then it has an explanation uh, of them, what they are as well. It's a 2,700 page bill. Uh, let's see here. Where we... Okay, this clip, this interview with Mark Moriel, we'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow show. We're out of time here. We'll deal with that on tomorrow's show. Uh, um, Justice 40 is the initiative that uh, Secretary Buttigieg was talking about this part of the infrastructure bill that aims to deliver 40% of the overall benefits of federal investments in climate and sustainable uh, transportation to disadvantaged communities. That's part of it. And then there's um, there, this part that deals with, um, okay, racism bill that aims to deliver part of, and this part that deals with uh, putting the I think I think that's this one here, Justice Forty Initiative, that deals with putting the communities back together that were bisected by the expressways running through, bisected and disrupted. All right, uh, so you can read that article as well. Read this one here also here dealing with what's in the infrastructure bill. We talked about this on yesterday's show. All right, 
Uh, be sure to register for the 10 week online courses I teach on Saturday and Sunday. On Saturdays, it's from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Um, so we do this 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Saturdays. This is a 10-week online course. Each class we go through and analyze approximately a 10-year period of history. We look at history from um, the Civil War, 1861, 1865, and some events leading up to the Civil War taking place, starting with the Louisiana Purchase of 1803. Then we go through, look at Reconstruction, um, Jim Crow area, uh, Jim, Jim Crow era. Uh, we look at the Great Migration, World War One, World War II, uh, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement. Okay. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them over and over again. So this is uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Then the other class that I teach is um, the Moors and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Ancient Kemet, one of the original names for Egypt. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. And uh, we do that one on Sundays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time also. So we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime, even after the 10-week online course is over with. You can still go watch. You still have access to the full class, okay? And um, this class is on sale. This is um, regularly $130 on sale, uh, $80. As soon as you register, you can watch the class we just did this past weekend. All right. We have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on uh, educating, empowering, inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Uh, sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word KEMET, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828, to sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, to 22828 to sign up for our email newsletter. Also visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, sign up for our email newsletter there as well. And uh, Kwanzaa is coming up, so uh, visit the TheKwanzaaShop.com TheKwanzaaShop.com for uh, all your Kwanzaa accessory needs, uh, Kanaras, uh, Kwanzaa sets, we have the information on the homepage of our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. This is from Sister Nubia Wartford, Sister Nubia the Archaeologist, and the TheKwanzaaShop.com. Okay, the TheKwanzaaShop.com. Um, early bird special, get $10 off your order uh, before uh, November 28th. Okay, so visit the TheKwanzaaShop.com and, and uh, for all your uh, uh, Kwanzaa needs, uh, Kanaras, mats, flags, uh, mugs, and more. All right, we have to get out of here. Right now, it's correct, wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Kwanzaa is coming, and the KwanzaaShop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs. Order your Kwanzaa set today, which includes a Kanara, candles, a mat, a cup, the African American flag 
and a basket. Visit thequanzashop.com, thequanzashop.com. They have Kanara sets, which include a candle holder, candles, a mat, and a cup. Kwanzaa is December 26th through January the 1st. Add the early bird discount code for 10% off your order placed before November 28th. Visit thekwanzashop.com and place your order today. Thekwanzashop.com has all of your Kwanzaa needs to celebrate this African-American Pan-African holiday. Thekwanzashop.com Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV, the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30-plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network, subscribe now. Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that will satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower yourself. Start your free trial today. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting, LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365 and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701.